Welcome back, everybody, to Rockhound Radio. What is up? It's Friday. It's the weekend. And, uh, yeah, a little, well, I will say better late than never. Um, it's been a really busy week at work. And I just really, I went to a concert this week, and it was really fun. So that cut into the time. But, yeah, I went and saw uh, Shine Down, Papa Roach, and they had another band cover, or not cover, but uh, that opened up for them. I don't know who that was, but I think we, we showed up a little bit after. Um, about, I don't know a good maybe third of the way through uh, Papa Roach's set, but uh, Shinedown was awesome. We went to the Blossom Music Center in Cuyahoga Falls up near Cleveland, and it was a really good time. The uh, Yeah, just what you would expect at a rock and roll concert, man. Fucking cool show and expensive beer, so I did not partake in any drinking. <laughs> but yeah, I don't understand how uh, how they charge so much for that stuff. It's insane to me. Anyway... Oh, excuse me. We're not here to talk about that. We are taking a dive back into something that we haven't talked about in a while. Um, something that I always kind of like to circle back around to every now and then, especially it's been a, a big topic for discussion um, as far as what, what we'll get into. Well, we'll get into that in a second. I did want to talk about something I found pretty interesting. I saw a, I was just looking, Googling stuff about NASA today and I found out, well, I was just trying to see if there's any new, you know, crazy stuff that, and well, and a lot too, if you see something on TikTok, 90% of the time, you can just Google that, whatever it is, and do your fact check from there to see if it's even real or if you you should, you know, because chances are if you Google it and you get no hits on what you're looking for resulting that, then chances are is unless it's like, you know, that one little slim chin, not saying it's not true, but you, you, you know, you kind of catch my drift, but yeah, I was looking something up and this is from, I will include this in the episode descriptions, both of the articles actually, but this one is from earlier this year in May, um, underwater creatures, 5,000 new species found in the Pacific ocean. Now this was, these were found, I think NASA was digging around in deep sea ocean and so I think they found like some kind of a shelf that descends pretty damn far down into the water. And they posted some pictures of some of the species they found. Um, the first one, I'm just going to kind of run down through these real quick. That kind of just looks like a really long, thin starfish. It's kind of kind of weird looking, almost like an octopus, but just with six legs. Uh, the next thing, it says, these weird and the, the Description to the next picture is these weird and wonderful creatures include worms, corals, and sea cucumbers known as gummy squirrels and bears, which this thing just looks like a, uh, I don't even know. It's kind of like translucent. You can kind of see through it. It, uh, I don't know, it almost looks like a vacuum head, to be honest. But yeah, some of these are kind of cool looking, and um, some of me really don't know what to make of them. But yeah, definitely cool checking out. But just, the, I guess the reason I wanted to bring this up is just because it's kind of insane to think about um, there being 5,000 new species down in this part of the ocean that they just found, right? They're like, ah, well, you know, we didn't accomplish our mission, but we did, uh, we did find like 5,000 new species that we never knew existed. So yeah, it's kind of wild to me. So if you think about that on like a grand spectrum and scale of like the, even the rest of the ocean, um, this is just in the Pacific, a part in the Pacific uh, just think about the rest of the ocean because it takes up like three quarters of the world. So imagine what's lying in these like, you know, these underwater cavern systems and all this crazy wild shit. That, you know, the, the ocean is massive. And then if you think about it too, look at like the rainforest 
and some of these other places in the world. I just use rainforest because it's like, uh, for example, it's like the first thing that comes to mind when you think of a place that hasn't really been, you know, completely delved into or completely explored. But um, kind of anywhere in the world, really, you're bound to find some place that hasn't been discovered or even meddled in in some cases like i think that's why the ocean thrives so much i mean yeah don't get me wrong we dump a shitload of pollution into it i am almost absolutely sure of but uh it seems like there's so many layers to the ocean right like there's so many so many different layers and so many nooks and crannies that you know you'll never find it all or i'd like to think you would never harm all of it you know what i mean so that's just kind of kind of a little bit food for thought for what we're going to go into but yeah, that just uh, kind of puts it almost into some sort of perspective that, you know, just because you've been in an area or you're familiar with an area or w- whatever, even outside of that, that not not always will you know everything that's there, you know, per se. But yeah, I figure this week we can, after jumping into the ocean, we can look at, oh, I love the name of this site already. It's called Tree Hugger, um, Sustainability for All. But no, this is, we're going to go over the top 16, or I should say not even top, the 16 of the fiercest apex predators in the world. Um, the reason why I said that this came up in conversation lately is um, my brother-in-law and I often have talks about like big cats and like he goes to Alaska every year. So he's seen a lot of bears up there where they fish and we you know, we just get on these talks and I always say the most like the the fiercest predator known to us is any big cat um just because they're so agile there's they got four sets of claws man they can and their their strength and dexterity is just insane um there's multiple videos online where you can see them display their power whether it's dragging something up a tree or leaping from post to post and you know things like that um even just common house cats are very interesting as far as their like agility and things like that so we will start at the top and i should have known that something in the ocean was going to be the top of this list just because there's really not i mean what you know the great white shark is obviously on this list i didn't even have to look at the list to know that but you, you definitely know that there's some big hands in play in the ocean so we'll start at the top of the list and they have it as number one as the orca. The orca, or killer whale, is a curious combination of the fearsome predator with charismatic marine animal. These large black and white members of the dolphin family live in all the world's oceans, extremely social. Orcas travel in pods and have complex forms of communication. They can weigh, adults can weigh up to six ton and can consume 100 pounds of each day including sea lions, seals, smaller whales, and dolphins, fish, sharks, squid, turtles, seabirds, sea otters. They are coordinated hunters working in groups to pursue and exhaust prey. They often target whale calves, which I did not know, separating them from their mothers and drowning them. So that's kind of insane to me. I actually did not know that. Um, they are very smart, though, like hyper-intelligent beast. Um, if you've, and some of the coolest stuff too, is this look, looking at videos of these things, like a pod of them, um, traveling through the ocean and, you know, kind of like that drone sky view of seeing them, you know, it's kind of insane to me. I did not know that they target, uh, whale calves. Um, I guess it wouldn't really, I don't know how, you know what I, you know what I want to, I want to know something. 
trying to look up how long a whale calf can hold their breath. 90 minutes. Well, that's that says most. I guess there's no, uh, I was... They can't stay underwater for as long as you would think, I guess. Some whales, some larger whales can hold their breath up to a half hour and the Gulf, so they're, they're, it's, a, it's like a half hour, 90 minutes. That's the kind of consensus, consensus I'm getting. Um, anyway, I guess that doesn't... I don't know. It's just insane to me that they would uh, that they would drown them. So yeah, that's a whole another deep dive right there. Is how uh, whales go without drowning and things so uh, so on and so forth. It was several of the articles I just pulled up and was looking at. Anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, orcas, cool animals, definitely terrifying. Um, built like, you know, th that's the thing with the predators in the ocean, man. A lot of them are just built like torpedoes. And they can just move through the water so, so fast and so coordinated. It's uh, it's kind of crazy. So number two on the list, I uh, knew I already said it. You guys, I know, everybody's already thinking it. The Great White Shark. It says, thanks to Jaws, the Great White Shark has the reputation of being a ruthless but unintelligent predator and a danger to humans, which is not true. It's, in reality, attacks on humans are rare, and scientists now understand Great Whites to be intelligent, curious, social creatures that fear orcas which uh, is kind of crazy. I think the reason that they would fear them is like the the common sense fear, right? Like you are one shark taking on a dozen whales. Like it's obviously a fight like you would not win. So I wouldn't say, I think their, their fear is intelligent driven. They're smarter. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I get. Um, great whites have a, because you don't ever see a bunch of great whites traveling together. I mean, you'll see a lot of sharks gathered together, but they don't, I wouldn't say they travel together like uh, orcas do. But it says great whites have a broad range across cold, temperate, and subtropical oceans. They hunt marine animals and they also feed on, you know, turtles, birds. Common hunting strategy involves getting directly below its prey and swimming up to attack from below. Facing pressures from humans, great white populations have plummeted in the middle of the 20th century. Yeah, people get involved usually in places where they should not be involved. So, yeah, it is kind of insane um, to think that these things were just like ravage, blood-seeking barbarians, essentially. But, no, anything that is... I feel like anything that's at the top of the food chain in the ocean isn't there because it's just broadly strong. You know, there's got to be some intelligence behind that thing. The ocean's just too big to be dumb, <laughs> even if you're an animal in it. You know what I mean? So number three, uh, the taiga, which I would classify um, the land animals and ocean animals uh, differently just because, you know what I mean, the chances of you running into an unless you're out there in the ocean, you know what I mean? But you're more, I guess it all just depends on where you're at in the world. Anyway, I just separate those two. So I would put them in like their own categories. You know what I mean? You got to have like the best apex predators for the water versus for the land, not just all together. But anyway, we're just looking at the list. This is number three, tiger. 
It says they are typically solitary nighttime hunters, relying primarily on their sight and sound rather than smell to locate prey. Their diet includes, well, it lists all the things, pretty much any kind of small game and other animals that would be, you know, around that area or around wherever they're local to. Um, tigers kill smaller prey by biting the back of its neck to break the spinal cord. Final or larger prey is killed by grabbing the throat and crushing the trachea, causing suffocation. Um, wow, today, today, tigers are on the endangered species with fewer than four thousand left in a wild. Um, if like if tigers were more of a force and. Oh, wow, I didn't even know they they their diet off or yeah, I'm sorry, their diet also includes uh, leopards. So they will eat other big cats. It would be tough to stop an army of tigers if you were just, uh, you know what I mean? Like it would, God, if you run into one or run into any kind of big cat that's a predator, if they want you, they're gonna have you unless you're stupidly equipped to deal with them. Chances are, you better just kiss your ass goodbye, dude, because you ain't making it out. Uh, number four, the polar bear is the polar bears are seldom far from the sea ice. They hunt seas and other small animals, fish and seabirds. They scavenge carcasses, yada yada. The polar bear will wait by the crack in ice to grab seals coming up from the, for air. If the seal is basking, the bear will stalk or swim under the ice to surprise it by popping up through a crack. It says as climate change causes the Arctic sea ice to melt, they yeah. As climate change, as change, yeah, I can't even read that. Anyway, what I was going to say about polar bears is they are one of the only, I think there's only two predators, if not, this might be, I know this is at the top of this list, that actively hunt um, humans. So they will actively hunt a person if they see them, um, not just because they think, you know, oh, they don't really need to have a reason, I don't think. So, yeah, kind of insane to me. And the, uh, which I mean, I've talked about in other episodes about the, I forget what it's called, but it was basically a giant bear that used to roam the land bridge and the Bering Strait. And those things, that thing's nasal capacity was so large that they could smell so, so far away. And polar bears are more or less along the same lines because if you think about it, when you're in somewhere so cold like that, you know, I feel like you always smell shit more when it's cold out because you don't have as many variables and things, you know. So if they smell, you know, say an animal or a scent, like if they smell you and you're downwind, obviously they're going to pick pick up on that very easily. Because I think like if you're in the woods and, you know, if you have if you're somewhere where the scent of something's really going to get you know, kind of congested down, you got a better chance, but you know, out there in the fucking Arctic, man, where there's nothing but cold breezes and ice and water, any kind of smell is going to stick out like a fucking sore thumb. But yeah, on to number five, the bald eagle. It says nearly driven to extinction by hunting and pesticides. The bald eagle is today a conservation success story. These powerful birds are one of the largest raptors in North America. They tend to live close to rivers, lakes, and ocean waters to hunt fish and they come to our pond in our backyard too by the way they can scan for prey or from the sky or a perch then swoop to grab their prey in sharp talons yeah 
which uh, I mean, that's pretty much just saying, hey, a fucking eagle flies down and, you know, steals food or takes food. Yeah, we already know that. Um, I have, we've had eagles down at our pond actually uh, like two or three weeks ago. But yeah, definitely, definitely cool animals to see like out on the river. Um, I've never seen one come down and grab a fish out of the water. I believe my brother-in-law has, but that would be such a cool, cool sight. But yeah, then, you know, I've had this conversation too. The, as far as where they're at in the food chain, the eagle, you know, they're kind of untouchable in a way. Like unless it gets outsmarted on the ground, chances are there's really no other big bird that's going to swoop in and, you know, fucking eat, eat an eagle for breakfast. You know what I mean? So kind of where they're at is kind of like an insane throne. You know, they're very strong and they're just strong enough to where it's not very likely that they'll get knocked off the top of, you know, where they're at. You know, like, so I live in central Ohio, you know, what in central Ohio besides maybe a very cunning pack of coyotes or like a fucking mountain lion, what's, uh, what's going to take down an eagle, you know, besides a person, probably nothing. Um, yeah, predator wise, I, I couldn't see anything putting up a fight against an eagle and winning, I guess, especially in Ohio. Like I said, there'd be a few small chances, but you know, ultimately there's not going to be a whole lot. So number six, saltwater crocodile. The, the world's longest, or I'm sorry, not longest, largest living reptile. They can reach a whopping 21 feet in length, which is fucking terrifying. They live near the coast of northern Australia, New Guinea, Indonesia, but range as far as Sri Lanka and India, Southwest Asia, Borneo, and the Philippines. Um, yeah, this is pretty much just saying like, hey, this is what this animal does. Anyway, it gives me a cool list. Oh, excuse me, but yeah, saltwater crocodile. Um, these things, if you've ever seen any videos of these things lying in the water just uh, waiting for their prey, it is kind of insane that they're so big, but they can pretty much camouflage themselves down in the water, and you really can't, you know, what you see is like a little ridge line of like their nose or maybe their back, and then all of a sudden in the video it like erupts and it's like, you know, fucking 15 foot alligator or whatever crocodile. But yeah, kind of, kind of insane to think about something that big and that terrifying being able to camouflage so well. Number seven, the African lion. They, let's see, found lions live and hunt in prides. Although the killing itself is done by a single lion, usually a female, either by suffocation or breaking the prey's neck. They vary by location, but include elephant, buffalo, all the good stuff. Huh, they're also, wow, they're also scavengers and egg eaters. It says if larger prey isn't available, lions will eat birds, rodents, fish, ostrich eggs, amphibians, reptiles, as well as scavenge. Sorry, I have an ad playing in my headphones right now. Oh, come on, just get through the ad. You'd think I'd pay for premium. I've had YouTube for long enough. I think they should grant somebody that's been an avid user just like, I don't know, like a fucking dollar for premium. Anyway, yeah, the uh, it'd be like a dollar for premium for, you know, or a certain amount of discount for however many years you've used it. You know, I feel like. Um, yeah, but 
yeah, I did not know that. Did not know that they would eat eggs. It's kind of interesting to me. Number eight, the Komodo dragon. It is from the lesser Sunda, Sunda region of Indonesia, typically in a tropical savanna lowlands. These dark brown lizards can weigh up to 360 pounds and reach the length of nearly 10 feet, which for a giant lizard is scary in its own way. It says, although their, typical, their di- typical diet is carry-on, Komodo dragons will attack large prey, you know, including, you know, buffalo, water buffalo. Wow, even smaller Komodo dragons. They ambush them, biting them to inject powerful venom and pursuing the animal until it succumbs. They can eat 80% of their body weight in a single feeding. That's, uh, that's kind of insane to think. But yeah, I have seen videos on how nasty this, uh, like the Komodo dragon venom is and shit. It's fucking gnarly looking. Number nine, snow leopard. Look at that. Three big cats on this list. Go figure. It says the elusive snow leopard has evolved to, yeah, blah, 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 to survive some of the harshest conditions on earth in the highest mountain ranges of Central Asia, including the Himalayas as well as Bhutan, Nepal, and Siberia. Its extremely long tail helps, helps it balance on steep rocky terrain. They hunt a variety of mammals. Yeah, smaller, classified as vulnerable. Yes, yeah, as they are classified as vulnerable with a habitat loss and poaching, mosa- and poaching posing major threats. Yeah, blah blah. And just a cool looking animal, man. Big fluffy tail, just terrifying, dude. I'm telling you, big cats are insane to me. Um, just for like what they weigh versus what they have the strength to pull or and things like that. It's just kind of like I said I can't say it enough it's crazy anyway number 10 the grizzly bear they're listed as a threatened species okay they're omnivores they pretty much eat anything um let's see yeah nothing too crazy in this article about grizzly bears but uh, they are massive mauling animals they will you know if you've ever seen videos of like them eating salmon out of the river, how they just hold the salmon down and just kind of like rip it to shreds and eat it. That's just how they eat everything. So if you find yourself on the the other end of a bear attack, just know that they're not going to like kill you and eat you dead. They're not going to worry about you being alive right when they, you know, they're all they're going to do is hold you down with their big bear claws and just start shredding you as they eat you. You know, they, they don't really care if you live or die in the, you know, because some animals are very, very weird about that, man. Ah, number 11, the dingo. The dingo inhabits plains, forests, mountains. Yeah, we already know that. There are, let's see here. Oh, wow, that's that's interesting to me. It says they tend to hunt small prey, rabbits, rats, and possums alone, which they pretty much, dingo, look pretty much like a, a coyote, a dog. But will hunt in pairs and family groups when pursuing large prey like kangaroos, sheep, and cattle. It says, although livestock constitute only a very small portion of most dingoes' diets, they also eat birds, reptiles, and feed on carrion. I wonder what that means. I don't know what that word means. Carrion. Decaying flesh of dead animals. Ah, that makes sense. I figured it was something like... uh, you know what I mean? Flesh or dead animal or, you know, another word for roadkill. Yeah. All right. We're going to keep moving right along. God, I didn't even realize um, the last time that I paused this uh, recording, it was at four minutes and now we're at 24 minutes. God, we're almost done. Uh, number 12, Tasmanian devil. 
these little, I don't even know. The only Taz, I can only think of Taz from uh, Looney Tunes. But they are, it says, unlike most apex predators, Tasmanian devil, yeah, Tasmanian, Manian devils are nocturnal, solitary marsupials that scavenge larger prey, including wombats, rabbits, and wallabies. They participate in aggressive group feeding sessions with loud shrieks and growls. Huh. It says, the largest marsupials in the world following the extinction of the Tasmanian tiger in 1936, Tasmanian devils are endangered, ravaged by a contagious cancer called devil facial, devil facial tumor disease. However, a recent conservation program reintroduced the devils to the mainland Australia after 3,000 years. Yeah, that's uh, huh. kind of insane. The leopard seal. Which this one's kind of interesting. This is with the distinctive spots. It's not difficult to figure out how the leopard seal got its name. It's the largest seal in Antarctic. It feeds mainly on krill by filtering them through their teeth, but also hunts penguins, fish, and other seal species and squid. Up to ten feet long. I. That's kind of hard to imagine. A leopard seal can swim up to 25 miles per hour and dive to depths of 250 feet in pursuit of prey, making it a formidable predator. It says, don't let its friendly smile fool you. The seal grabs penguins using its incisor teeth and skins them while shaking vigorously. Uh. Oh, this is uh, this is an odd one. This is another cat. I don't think I've ever even seen this. It's called a fossa or a fossa, F-O-S-S-A. It says, endemic to Madagascar, the fossa belongs to one of the most understudied and threatened groups of carnivores. The mysterious creature resembles a cat, but more likely related to a mongoose. It kind of looks like, which is going to sound kind of like an oxymoron, I guess, but it looks like a hairless cat with very, very short hair, almost. It's kind of got like the same kind of body features, and it's got a super long tail. It says, among its favored prey are lemurs, which is, it pursues through trees with the agility thanks to its long hair and, yeah, hair, <laughs> long tail. It has been classified as endangered since the year 2000. Huh. All right, we got two left. Number 15, the harpy eagle. This thing looks like a eagle with a big crown on. Um, it says that the crown of its head that raises its rather ominous, fa ominous fashion. When it's threatened, one of the world's largest eagles stands over three feet high with a wingspan of nearly seven feet. That is kind of wild. It's a neurotropical rainforest species, primarily on yeah, sloths, monkeys. Can longer? Wow, this is even smaller deer using talons that are longer than a grizzly bear's claws. This is unfortunately it is in danger from deforestation and from poachers. And number 16 on this list, we had this, I figured we would see a snake, the Burmese python. Um, let's see. Let's see if they get a, give us some kind of... A Burmese, Burmese python kills its prey by lunging and paling it, squeezing it. Yeah, yeah. Powerful acid. You should see the sizes of how big... We'll just look it up. The world's largest Bur Burmese python. They, in general, individuals over 5 meters, which is 16 foot, are rare. The record for the maximum length of Burmese pythons is 19 feet. It was caught in 
July 10th, 2023, South Florida's Big Cypress National Preserve. That is, which I think, I want to say that the guy that, I don't know. I could have swore this guy was on like maybe Rogan or something like that. I don't remember exactly. But yeah, that's all we have for this week, this Friday. Like I said, a little later in the afternoon to be listening. You know, usually usually it's kind of a morning thing, man. But I got a little behind this week. But that's all right because we were able to cram in a pretty good episode. So yeah, enjoy the weekend and make sure you guys tune in next week for some more Pokemon. There'll be one final episode, Pokemon. I'm hoping me and Cameron get an episode recorded Tuesday for the, or for Tuesday, I should say. And then after that, be on the lookout for the Pokemon DLC. That'll be coming Wednesday. And then we'll be starting Baldur's Gate 3. So yeah, a lot to look forward to. A lot of stuff, man. But yeah, thanks for listening. You guys can find me anywhere you find your podcast, YouTube, Facebook. Reach out to me on both of those. And uh, I won't spoil it, but uh, next week we'll be linking back up with another show. So yeah, it'll be a good time. But yeah, until then, you can use all this weekend time to catch up on all the Pokemon videos and maybe all the podcast episodes. But yeah, until then, I'll see you guys next time. Hey, thanks for listening.